Welcome to the Comic Sauce Podcast, where we talk comics and comics culture. I am Henry Liu, and today I'm joined by Porfirio Rangel. Porfirio, how's it going? I'm doing good, Henry. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, indeed. I'm also joined by Christian Diadamo. Christian, how goes? Hey, it goes well. Happy holidays. Indeed, indeed. Today is December 7th, 2023. It's almost a wrap on the year 2023. Can you believe it? Dude, the year went by so fast. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Insane, insane. Yeah. Uh, Our next episode will probably be a year in review, which we love to do. So, um, yeah, it's crazy. I, I can't believe, like, we're even going to have that conversation already. I know, right? <laughs> the pandemic, yeah. like, like feel, it feels like it's messed up our dates, you know, so, so much, you know? Yeah. It's like, what is time? Exactly. <laughs> I cannot grasp <laughs> the concept anymore. <laughs> uh, but that, that's next time, your interview. Uh, this time... We're going to talk about Fan Expo San Francisco. The three of us did attend this convention, which wrapped recently. Um, Kind of an interesting time of year for this convention. Uh, It started on Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, and ran through... Sunday that weekend. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We did attend all three days. And um, yeah, fairly new convention. This year was just the second year of Fan Expo San Francisco. And yeah, we're going to talk all about it. Kind of a free form conversation, no set format. So would love to get your guys' thoughts on Fan Expo. Yeah, anything top of mind you guys want to call out on this convention? Any thoughts, Christian? Anything to bring yeah. up off the uh, bat? I think well, let's start off at like one of the most impressive thing. I have this in front of me is the guest list. Oh yeah, really, sure. really, mm-hmm. really good. That was like very <laughs> impressive. The uh, the talent that they got for for this uh, convention, and I'll read a few names off here. We have Mark Hamill, Ewan McGregor, uh, the four hobbits from the Lord of the Rings trilogy. We also have um, Alan Tudyk, William Shatner, Katie Sackhoff. And the list does keep going. There are also lots of uh, voice voice actresses and actors there from like a lot of uh, cartoons, anime, video games. Uh, One of the big ones, Solid Snake, uh, David Hayter. And Mm -hmm. uh, we also have uh, Tara Strong, who played everybody. So (laughs) basically, great. (laughs) Yeah, great. Great guest list overall. It, it does keep going. I could keep going from there. Yeah. Which it's had, like, which, 
it's like too many to name, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I made for a lot of fun panels. It was it was cool to see a lot of celebrity guest panels where people got to ask some burning questions, and you get some fun little behind the scenes stories. Like I think that was definitely a big highlight for me, as well as standing in line to get stuff signed. Yeah, the con experience. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I second that. The guest list was in fuego. Oh my god. I mean, leading up to this convention, it seemed like every week, every few days, there were just like a mind-blowing guest announcement, right? Um, Particularly because uh, this is the second year, and I did attend last year's an Expo San Francisco, and that had a pretty cool guest list also, but nowhere near the caliber of this year's. It was... It was a a big time leveling up and um, yeah, a little bit of background on Fan Expo. This is one of those conventions where for the most part, the guests who go, you have a lot of accessibility to these guests, right? I mean, particularly if you have a lot of money to spend. But it's kind of sort of like pay to play, right? Like you want to do the autograph thing. You want to do the photo op thing. You want to do the panel thing. There's a lot of different ways to experience the guests here. Um, In contrast to, say, a WonderCon or a San Diego Comic-Con, where those cons get really huge guests also. But a lot of times the guests are only doing panels, right? Um, or maybe you have to win some sort of ticket lottery to get an autograph session and they don't do like photo ops at all. Like uh, with Fan Expo, uh, there are a lot of different ways to meet or experience uh, your favorite actor or filmmaker or et cetera, et cetera, comic creator, you name it. And uh, yeah, the guest list was incredible. Like, I mean, you named some really awesome names, Christian. Um, but like it it cut across so many different fandoms, right? So it's it was one of those cons where like you're gonna find someone awesome that like you're into because the the, the guest list was so awesome and like I said, it, it cut across so many different fandoms. Uh what about you, Perfurio? Any initial thoughts on fan expo yeah like like the same thing christian called out just a guest list like fucking mark hamill like yeah you know he net like i i'm sorry but that's worth that's i feel like that's worth mentioning twice <laughs> like like you know yeah mark hamill hasn't done a con in like seven years and now here he comes does one what how much was it that he was charging for an autograph? Five hundred? Five hundred, yeah. Four hundred if you got like a little eight by ten picture uh-huh. of him and that was what you got signed. But if you wanted anything else, comic, uh like movie cover, whatever you wanted to bring in, it was five hundred. Damn. And that's all within minutes, didn't it? <laughs> yep. Right when it went online. Just yeah, snap of the so, fingers, and mm-hmm. they were all gone. 
So people got money to spend. Comic nerds have money to spend. But um, I mean, like, you know, even like going to his panel, like that was, <laughs> I mean, because Henry, you got a seat to get like an actual like, like reserved, like guaranteed seating mm -hmm. to go to the Mark Hamill panel. And those who like didn't pay for like a reserved seating had to like wait and see if there was going to be like any seating available for them. So yeah. Yeah. And they, they filled up that room too. So I'm sure there were some people who didn't get into the room. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, like the guest list was, was really amazing. Like Henry, like you said, like there was just everything for so many fandoms, you know, Dora the Explorer was there, TMT, um, my mm hero -hmm. academia voices, um, Star Wars Rebels voices and an actor was there. Um Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, like it yeah. was just all across the board, you know? Yeah. And I feel like that's, you know, like that's what makes a good con where like there's just, it, it like one is like the, the level of celebrity guests you could bring, but like that there's just a little bit of everything for everyone where it's not like, yeah catered to like a specific fandom you know mm -hmm. yeah yeah I, I guess i should note too that fan expo is pretty new to the bay area this year's convention was just the second one uh, but fan expo is like all over the country and they do a bunch of conventions and they've been doing them for quite a while and um it kind of shows that like this isn't their first rodeo, right? Because um, yeah, th there are some aspects to the con I thought that were pretty well run. Like you mentioned the, the reserved seating. So we did go that route where I did purchase um, reserved seating for the Mac, for the Mark Hamill panel for the three of us. Um, and that like guaranteed us a seat in the room and on one hand, it's like, oh, we already paid a ticket to go to the con and like they're like fleecing the attendees for more money. <laughs> but I kind of like the option because, yes, you can not pay and then kind of roll the dice a bit and um, maybe just line up like way earlier to try to get in. Uh, or you can just, you know, pay a little extra and you got a guaranteed seat. And there are different tiers. We we had the, the silver ticket. There's also a gold ticket, which costs a little bit more, but you get to go in earlier. Um, and I, I just appreciate the different options. Like, okay, I'm not forking out all this money for an autograph, but I'll pay a little something to guarantee a seat on that panel. And um, that, that goes for like a lot of different things that happened that weekend. There were like, different experiences like add-ons right um and i I, th I just thought it was cool it, it just it it really was in the spirit of having something for everyone if you didn't want to pay the extra money for reserve seating didn't have to do it and you know they did that for mark hamill 
They did that for Ewan McGregor. They did that for the Hobbits. Um, so I, I definitely appreciated that. And like just along the lines of like having like things for a lot of different fandoms, it just catered to a lot of different attendees, a lot of inclusivity. And um, yeah, I, I, that that was cool. And, and it just showed that they kind of knew what they were doing. They they knew how to organize the convention, and um, yeah, uh, I, I'm down, man. I'm down to to attend this convention for years to come for sure. I don't know, Henry. I kind of do have a little bit of experience about paying extra, <laughs> but <laughs> but um, but it was it, it's unique. It's a unique experience. I'll just say that. I'll leave yeah. it at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, so, oh yeah, go ahead, Christian. Uh, like as far as like the paying extra, I guess it for like say like specifically seats for a panel. Um, it, it's definitely something. Yeah, uh, I'd say like on one hand, it's like well, it should be you know it should be part of your admission price is that you have seating. But I can imagine these get so these these panels got so, so massive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That um. You know, you wanted that extra assurance that yeah, you you were gonna have a seat at this panel, especially if you like really, really wanted to see this yeah. a- it, this actor. Yeah, it's, well, it's kind of specifically like, Mark Hamill. Um, yeah, it's kind of like what Henry said. Like, you know, Fan Expo, like they they there's not the this is not their first rodeo. Yeah, and they knew what they were doing. You know, obviously, and with a big name like Mark Hamill, like. They're a little bit like money grabbing here, you know, taking advantage mm-hmm. of that. Yeah, but ugh, it's so yeah. hard to justify with because <laughs> it's it's more camel, you know. Yeah, <laughs> especially yeah. if you wanted that front row seat, you really wanted exactly. to yeah. like yeah. wave to them, get a really good picture. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't just a, a free for all. You know, I will say, letting everyone into the panels was pretty organized. We ended up waiting for mm-hmm. quite a bit. We didn't get the paid for um the four hobbits there were definitely still like seats left over mm-hmm. like empty seats in in that one yeah we, we got but good seats I, we got I pretty good we got... seats i think so yeah like um mark hamill was definitely a lot more packed yeah and but i i think just the just the oh well i get i know i get to sit front and center might yeah even in itself might be enough for some people yeah. to yeah. pay the extra because there were i think like two levels right of it there was yeah, like gold the... silver and then general yeah. edition yeah, that's it yeah. that's it yeah. yeah 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 i mean a little more a little bit more on that i think it, it shouldn't have to be that way like it should be like okay pay for your badge and then you have free reign um but the reality of it is sometimes the panels get super crowded. And, you know, I've been to panels at San Diego Comic-Con where, you know, I've gotten shut out because there's just too many people. And mm-hmm. it, it is hard to predict, like, what panels are going to be super popular and which which ones aren't. Um, mm-hmm. So to have, like, a guarantee it's kind of nice where I can be like, oh, okay, I I, I definitely want to go to this. 
And I don't know, maybe you're not able to get to the convention super early to line up. Um, you're counting on that guaranteed seat. So I, I think it's just kind of a nice option. Um, yeah, it is a bit of a cash grab, I suppose. <laughs> but uh, I, I think it's cool that mm -hmm. there are different options. Especially then, like on that wait thing, like, you know, we waited in the line for the hobbits for like, I think at least an hour. It was about too. an hour, I think. Yeah. Yeah, about an hour. And we got, we were, we were pretty good on seats, but like there were a lot of people lining up behind us. Yeah. A lot, yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. And so I can imagine, like, you know, another thing is like, well, I'd rather pay the money instead of pay the time. Right. Yeah. There's right. a bit of yeah. give and take where yeah. it's like, I want yeah. decent seats, but I really don't want to spend an hour plus in line. I'd rather, I can afford it. So I'll just, pay for it or i really want to do this one so i'll get the i'll pay for this one but i don't care as much for this one i'll i'll take some time mm -hmm. but there were definitely some people like that may have been waiting like two hours mm -hmm. yeah. yeah right you know hanging out and you know if you want to do that good for you mm -hmm. i mean but i can yeah, also like... imagine for some people it's like well i don't have to i want to do this other panel i want to do other yeah. thing i want to walk the floor some more uh, I mean, like, yeah, I've heard, like, I, I think, you know, Henry, you shared, like, horror stories of San Diego Comic-Con. People just, like, camping out at, like, like you know, to go to, like, the Marvel Studios panels, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's, 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 it's just a double-edged sword, I guess, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Maybe because I haven't seen or experienced that, like, level of, like, a San Diego Comic-Con um big high profile panel but that's just my two cents yeah mm -hmm. yeah with the big guests you get the big crowds so i guess maybe we should talk about that a little bit with such a tremendous guest list how were the crowds at fan expo san francisco 2023 how did you guys feel about how crowded it was that weekend it felt like like overall the like overall the yeah fan expo or panels uh just overall okay go ahead christian i'd say like not too crowd like I, I i thought it was at a good level where you could feel the crowd it didn't feel empty of course but it didn't feel overcrowded it didn't feel like you couldn't get around it didn't for the most part um mm -hmm. I didn't feel like you couldn't see anything on the floor because there was just too many people going every which way. You know, it didn't feel uncomfortable, I would say. Um, I think there were a good amount of people. Like, I may have been, like, I could have seen a few more people there. Like, but I thought what we had was, you know, it was good. Like, especially when they all came together for these large panels that's when you i think you really kind of noticed how many people were at this convention yeah yeah whereas mm -hmm. uh, overall when everyone's kind of spread out because the con was three floors too it wasn't yeah. all just one big air big one floor area so mm -hmm. the crowd was kind of with the floor you have your main floor on the bottom you have artist alley on the second floor and then on the third floor was uh so the panel space Mm -hmm. 
yeah. uh, generally. Uh, there were some, uh, I think the main theater was on the second floor, if I remember correctly. I don't. Which one? The the kind of main theater where we saw Mark Hamill. I forget if that was on two no. or three. Mark Hamill, the main theater was on the third floor. Okay, all right. Yeah. So that was on the main floor. I think there was some panel space. Like, so generally it was pretty spread. So it was like pretty spread out, I thought. Mm-hmm. To where mm-hmm. you never felt too big of a crowd in just one area. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. I yeah. I want to say two things. Yeah. About I guess like yeah the crowd and how it was structured. Um, to answer your question, Henry, I don't think it was too crowded. You know, like I read that like you know like thirty five hundred or thirty five thousand people mm-hmm. attended across the three days. Um, it didn't feel like that. I think just because, like, of how everything was, like, structured, it was spaced out. Like, Christian said, it was three floors. So, you know, like, people, like, you know, they want to go check out the main floor and then maybe go check out the artist floor or go wait in line to go get, like, a celebrity signing on the third floor, you know, or attend one of the panels on the third or second floor. Like, I felt like it was pretty good at being spaced out um but from my understanding and henry i'm pretty sure you you like feel free to like chime in but the second floor to in the first year was the video game floor right I mean, not the whole floor, but I, I believe the video game area was on the second floor. Yeah. Yeah. And then this year, like, it was just all Artist Alley, you know, and the red carpet. Yeah. And I don't know how I feel about that. Like, you know, I spoke with Aton from Cape and Cowell, and he didn't like that. You know, he didn't like that it was, like, Artist Alley on one floor and then the main floor on you know, like the the vendor floor and the bottom floor. And yeah, yeah. I see where he was coming from and I kinda have to agree. Um but yeah, I guess how it was structured, I have a little bit of like reservation, but um but it was it was like spaced out. You couldn't tell it was crowded at all, which I like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a good observation because i really did like the layout of the convention it's it was stacked right like you guys were saying Mm -hmm. there's the first second and third floor so stuff was spread out and you never felt super crowded at any one time except yeah maybe during the big panels on the third floor um but for the most part it felt pretty manageable crowd wise and um yeah it, it and even though it was it, they spread it out you weren't that far away from anything because it was stacked it was any everything was like a pretty quick escalator ride away you know wherever you were so pretty good layout although yeah where they put stuff i guess was maybe a little questionable like you brought up the fact that Artist Alley was on the second floor, but the exhibit floor was on the first floor. So 
let's say you wanted to buy a comic book drawn by an artist in Artist Alley, you would have to go to the convention floor, buy the comic book there, and then go up to Artist Alley. I mean, there could be some kind of, you know, weird situations like that, right? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it's whatever the layout that you can't, you can't please everyone, right? There's always going to be like a weird situation here or there. Um, I think under the circumstances, I think the the layout was was generally pretty good. I will call this out though. I mentioned how there really wasn't any time I felt things were too crowded. There's one exception to that. That was when the convention opened on Friday. That was <laughs> a bit of a disaster. There was a huge crowd out front and very little indication of what to do. Um, mm -hmm. As it turned out, there were two main lines, one to get your badge and one to activate your badge. Um, yeah, it, it was not clear which was which. There was a lot of confusion and just like a lot more people out front than I was expecting. And it was pretty jarring and and stressful. And on top of all that, it turns out you really did not need to go into that badge activation line because uh, there was like a website where you could activate your badge. So if you had a smart smartphone, which pretty much everyone had, you could just do it without even lining up. So there was a lot of confusion <laughs> and a lot of what I feel like was unnecessary confusion. <laughs> Uh, so the, the the very beginning of the con was a lot rougher than it should have been i felt uh, it got yeah. a, a lot better th after that i think but um i think it has to be noted that it was a bit of a cluster starting off yeah i feel bad for you guys i had the press pass so <laughs> <laughs> you were good <laughs> that was good no yeah. but like yeah definitely going off what you said like I saw so many people like like when I went to go pick up my press pass, you know, I I was like across the I guess like floor where you had to go pick up your badge, you know, from like we'll call or whatever. And people were like hella pissed off because mm, you know mm -hmm. like yeah they pick up their badge and then like the volunteers would just be like, Okay, like have to kick them out, you know, to go wait on the line outside for the convention to open you know yeah and like you know like like we said in the beginning of the uh of, of the podcast like it's san francisco it's cold it's like <laughs> late in the day and people are frustrated and they're just like already just anxious to get in you know so um there was a lot of anger, a lot of anger <laughs> that I saw that day. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of Nerd anger and a lot of confusion. Nerd rage. It's real. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Um, typically you see that kind of scene for like the Saturday morning of a, of a con, right? Saturdays mm -hmm. are usually the biggest days. Um, mm -hmm. But I think there were like, 
combinations of re- combination of reasons. Uh, but Friday was a big day where like Mark Hamill had his panel Friday mm-hmm. night. I, that was a big factor for a lot of people showing up Friday. Um, I think it, people were just not ready for that. And it was, yeah, a bit of a, a mess. Put it yeah. that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think for the most part, otherwise things were pretty much smooth sailing. Um and yeah, we had a lot of fun. Are, are there any specific things we want to call out that we experienced? Hmm. Well, we all went to a maid cafe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was that was unique. It was very unique. Um maybe Christian, you want to describe what this was exactly? Yeah. So they they held a maid cafe. Um it was a I think uh, I think they seem to travel around. I think they're they seem to. I think they're all from Florida, and they go from con to con, putting on these maid cafes. So this one is definitely different from the maid cafe experience in Japan, which definitely because uh, the maid cafe at the convention doesn't serve any food, uh, and so they they kind of have like you go in and they'll give you tea. They'll pour you tea or coffee or water. As you wait, and then um, it was almost like a like a big game experience in a way, mm-hmm. because they give you like they you your sort of your tables there are three tables, and we were we each had a team with a team name, and they we played like little games where it was like um, we it was like a charades type game. That we did. Mm-hmm. I for, I forget the day, but where we have to describe something, and then the maid has to guess what we're describing, um, as well as uh, you know a couple others. And the maids did a couple dances to like J-pop songs, and uh, we got pictures at the end. So definitely like it's a cute little window into the maid cafe experience. Definitely changed a bit for the like the casual con going audience, uh, and of course, so they didn't have to pro- no food because they didn't provide a food license. But yeah, I en- I enjoyed my time. I was definitely getting into it, doing the moe moe kune uh, <laughs> as a way to season yes. your drink, yes, and make it taste better. Mm-hmm. We won um, the game. Oh, oh yes, we won the game. Yeah, we, we, we got did first win. place. We got some we stickers went. as our prize. Uh-huh. Yeah. We, were from, we were from last place to be the winner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, quite the comeback story. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I had a lot of fun at this. Um, I've never been. I had never been to a maid cafe before that weekend. Uh, so I was really curious and uh, didn't disappoint. It was a lot of fun. It was definitely cutesy wholesome and yet kind of weird and bizarre fun um hard to describe uh but it's kind of one of those things i think it's uh worth experiencing once in your lifetime um yeah yeah mm-hmm. it was a good time hard to describe is right <laughs> yes mm-hmm. you gotta you just would gotta you, be there to know yeah what would, would you guys think of our um table people there was definitely one guy there who I think had been to quite a few of these. Seemed to know, 
maybe too many. <laughs> right? I, yeah, okay. Wait, did you guys get like a like snarky kind of like yeah, like can we say way too many like attitude from him or a bit, yeah. Well okay. Was definitely... there was uh, <laughs> I was just gonna say that there was a bit of uh of one upping where he is almost bragging about how many he had been to and how okay, yeah, versed he okay. was in the culture. Uh, yeah. Uh -huh. um, yeah, maybe a bit too much. Um, it's funny, too. There's a guy next to him who was very quiet and he was like a little bit creepy in a different way. Um so you know like i mean these are our people you know uh you know and you know it, it, it's all good um but that was part of the experience too like i i figured there'd be a couple guys of this type uh there and sure enough they were sitting right next to us and <laughs> and there were some strange vibes coming from both of them um oh. but uh hey part of the experience mm -hmm. <laughs> Okay, the otaku cool. just, experience right here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just want to know. I just they want to because I don't think we talked about it. Yeah, I just just want to make sure I wasn't the only one getting those kind of vibes yeah. from yeah, there from, is those, a, from that guy. Yeah, a little bit of a spidey sense tingling there, just a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Th that's why I say it's uh, it's cutesy and wholesome, fun. But it's a little weird also. Weird in a good way and weird in maybe not the best way also. Um, but yeah, a little weird. A little weird. Uh, the, the fact that there was like a disclaimer, um, the maids had to tell us that um, there would be absolutely no touching of the maids. And they were very serious about that. It was a bit of a mm -hmm. red flag, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. yeah, they had rules that were like very specific. And um, they made it a point to be like uh, serious about it to make sure like, okay, we're not joking around. Like these are for real. Um, bit of an eyebrow razor, you know, like, oh, what happened in the past? You know, <laughs> kind of thing. Um, but again, all part of the experience and, uh, yeah, a unique experience for sure. Cause you have creepy guys, like the one at our table. That's yeah. fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you said it. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it was a, it, it was a fun experience. Um, I don't know, like if we, if they were, they, you know, most likely they'll come back next year. I don't know if I would do it again, but I would say like it's a experience that they feel like everybody should do at least once. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I, I second that for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the maids were great. Yeah. Yes, yeah. they were, they were good hosts, and so the experience was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. For sure, for sure. Another event I want to call it at Fan Expo that Henry did is the red carpet walk. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, uh -huh. that was pretty popular, too. Do you want to talk about that, Henry? Yeah, definitely. So when I heard about this 
instantly it sounded like a good idea um, because I've been to many comic conventions in my day and uh, not many have a centrally located cosplay area. The big one that comes to mind is WonderCon. At WonderCon, at the Anaheim Convention Center, if you've been, there's this beautiful fountain area right in front. And they don't have to have signs that say cosplay photos here or cosplay experiences here. You just know, right? It is the place. It's the gathering place, right? As you're going in, you see cosplayers. At certain points of the day, every day at the convention, there are cosplay meetups. It's just like the spot, right? Um, and I really can't think of any other convention that has like that type of thing going where it's a centrally located uh, mm -hmm. location. Um, with Fan Expo, they've done something pretty smart. Like wherever the expo is happening, they have a built-in cosplay meetup area they, they call it the cosplay red carpet and it is literally a red carpet they have a dj there they have professional photographers there and they've kind of like um manually created this uh this communal cosplay area and it was kind of everything that i was expecting it, it that was that became like the cosplay place to be so at any point in the convention you wanted to see cosplayers you would go there that was a spot and um yeah. even more so during scheduled meetups they would have like a marvel cosplay meetup they would have like an anime meetup they would have like a a, a gaming uh costume meetup um it, it was just the, the spot to be and uh and it it was uh, pr pretty well run and and uh, yeah I I I I completely advocate uh, conventions doing that sort of thing because um, it it kind of took away from that thing where like you go to a con and then everyone's talking about oh did you see like this certain cosplayer and um, you might have been like oh I didn't see that one I missed out you know. But with with a centrally located thing like this, like it, it was, it, it makes it a lot easier to catch like all the best costumes and everything because that mm. is the spot, right? Uh, so yeah, very cool, very cool indeed. And Henry walked down that red carpet. <laughs> I, a did. Few times. I did. I did. Like, so Henry yeah. Was told Henry was totally feeling himself, folks. He was <laughs> totally living in the moment. Yeah, so why don't we talk about that a bit? We cosplayed a lot for this convention, right? <laughs> uh, the three of us all did cosplays, took a lot of photos, and we did multiple costumes, outfit changes, whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, I did something kind of bold. Um, I did my first ever cross-play uh, on Friday and Saturday, I dressed as Black Widow, and um, yeah, man, I I definitely went all out. I got the full wig, the padded bra, the butt inserts, like the whole deal. <laughs> um, multiple weapons, 
and uh it was a lot of fun yeah i did the cosplay the red carpet you did the makeup. the makeup yeah i did makeup too um and yeah yeah eye makeup and foundation lipstick i <laughs> yeah definitely went, went all out you went the whole nine yards man i did yeah yeah mm-hmm. definitely uh that was that was an experience in itself <laughs> definitely yeah. um yeah, and you pulled it off. Congrats! <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> um, then let's see. Oh, I guess I should note the I did attend the Maid Cafe with you guys in my full Black Widow crossplay. So mm-hmm. it made for a pretty fun photo where uh, I was amongst the maids as well as Christian uh, in my my crossplay. <laughs> so. Lots of fun for sure. Um, and then uh Sunday I um went as the winter soldier. Uh so that was a lot of fun too. I, I got a new shield to go with that costume. It's a costume I'd worn before, but I got some uh some new props for it. I got a new shield. It's kind of a new unique shield. It's a Captain America shield, but it's like uh, of the Winter Soldier's colors, right? It's a black and silver shield, and uh, that that went pretty well. And um, I got a couple of pistols that uh, I actually used for my Black Widow costume, but then I also used for my Winter Soldier costume. So, yeah, uh, a lot of cosplaying and a, a lot of fun cosplaying for sure. Yeah, yeah. If you if- if you were there, like me, Christian, were there for Henry that weekend, you could see that Henry developed a new kind of obsession with weapons props. <laughs> something yeah. is awakened within him. Yeah. Yeah, I, something, I... Something, something got awakened. Like... <laughs> okay, a little bit on that. So here's the thing. I've always thought that like an exhibit floor would be a great place to sell cosplay stuff full-on costumes certainly props um etc so historically i found that yeah certainly there are cosplay vendors um but i've never felt like there's been enough of that and certainly i haven't purchased a lot of cosplay stuff at conventions i don't think I'm alone when I say cosplay purchases I've done are mainly online through the internet. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So that kind of changed with Fan Expo because they had a lot of cosplay props there, a lot of fake weapons. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I was in my Black Widow costume. And I came across a booth that had some fucking awesome guns. And I'm like, I got to have these guns because they are dope. So um, I bought not one, but two pistols from this vendor. And I, you know, got to live out my like John Woo double pistol action fantasies. (laughs) And I'm telling you, after I got those pistols, I thought these are awesome. And I, I instantly like just added them to my costume, took pictures with them and everything. Um, and like you guys are saying, I kind of got 
I kind of got the bug for like weapons because like not only did I incorporate it, incorporate these guns into my Black Widow costume, but then I was thinking, oh, well, I'm I'm doing Winter Soldier on Sunday. I'll, I'll add guns to that costume, too. And then I just like my mind just went wild where like I was like, I just want more guns. I need more guns. I must have more guns now. So um, that's where my head's at right now. <laughs> and I uh, I completely um, am against real life gun violence. Um, but when it comes to costume props and fake guns, I'm all about it. <laughs> so right now, yeah, right now my dream is like, to have a closet where I open it up and it's like John Wick style, tons of guns, tons of ammo, tons of weapons. Uh, that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. What do oh I want for cosplay? Do I want the M4 <laughs> or do I want the shotgun? Right. Or... Maybe I'll go explosives. For yeah. yeah. Heavy mm -hmm. artillery. What are we talking here? <laughs> Gotta get my my uh, foam bazooka. <laughs> yeah, that might be next. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, one thing we had talked about earlier was the the celebrities that were there at Fan Expo. And I think the only one to get celebrity signings was Christian. Right, Christian? Uh, yeah, I got a I got a few um yeah. celebrity signings. Let's see. So I, the two big ones, I think I actually I only got two. I was planning on getting some more. But I didn't go through with it. I wanted to get the Hobbits, but I I realized kind of that I would have to get into each individual line after getting in a line previous to get it um, in order to get a signing where you did all four. So I, did, eh, I didn't go through with that. Mm -hmm. But I did get uh, the, vo the voice of Solid Snake, David Hayter, uh, which who's great. Uh because you know, he did a bunch of lines from Metal Gear, you get a voice recording, which is the first time I've ever seen a celebrity actually record, like, do a voice line into your phone that you could mm. say, like, hey there. Like, so he was really into doing the voice. You know, he, he, after, after every time he signed or did the picture, he'd look at you, he'd point at you and go, you're pretty good. In that snake voice, which is a line from the yeah. video game, which gives you chills. You're like, oh, my God. Yes. Oh, you set the line. <laughs> um, One of my actually, I'd say like one of my top favorite moments of con going in general happened right around the booth because um, it was like this like candid moment. So. uh, The guy who played the the villain for Metal Gear Solid was also there. Cam Clark. He's there. He's part of the Ninja Turtles. So he was there kind of mm. for different reasons, but he plays the bad guy in Metal Gear Solid, Liquid Snake. So David Hayter is signing some stuff. Like, this is kind of later in the day. I was just kind of walking by. And as I was walking by, David Hayter just looks up and just shouts, Liquid! Uh, and then you just see Cam Clark, like, look back at him and just yell, snake, and then just keep walking. Yes. <laughs> Almost like, like pretty much like 
saying the lines as they were in like the game. Mm-hmm. And so just seeing this like pretty much like candid moment like that, it didn't click with me initially, but I'm like, wait, oh my God. (laughs) That's amazing. That's so cool. That was, yeah. So that was definitely like one of my favorite moments of the con right there. Um, The other, so I got his signature. I got him to sign my cover of Metal Gear Solid 3. Um. And the other person I got to sign was Monica Real, anime voice actress who did a lot of dubs. Um, she's done like a whole plethora of, vo- of anime dub voice acting. Uh, she was there with the My Hero Academia crew, uh, who were because uh, she voices uh, Froppy, mm-hmm. and she was also Bulma in Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball. Su- I think just Dragon Ball Super, and when they redub Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. So I had her sign the cover of uh, my Dragon Ball Z manga, also signed by Sean Schemmel, who plays Goku. And she was also great, too. She real chatty, struck up a little conversation. I was in I was also in cosplay. I was in I was Maze Hughes from Full Metal Alchemist. Well, she was also in Um she played a couple characters in that and she was talking she was because i was the only like person dressed up from that that series there she was like oh yeah i haven't really seen a film but alchemist cosplay in a while i used to see him a lot like 10 like 10 ish years ago but now not Mm. so much and so we were just talking about cosplay for for a minute that's cool yeah well she signed Mm. my book and all that so yeah Definitely glad I got those signed. There were also a couple other voice actors uh, who I wish I got signed because the voice actor who played one of the villains in Dragon Ball Z was also there, but I didn't realize at that until I think I saw a panel with him later. Who was he played Damien Clark, who was Cell. Mm. And I'm like, oh, I should have got him signed. Oh, I didn't realize Cam Clark was here. I should have got him to sign. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, that would have been cool to get solid and liquid. Oh man. So another point to the voice cast is that there's people that I didn't realize were there that I, I, I really would have loved to come see because the voice you know, the guest list was just so stacked. Yeah. 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 There was a couple big ones I missed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm. worth mentioning. Um the, the big headline guests were star wars live action actors but i think um besides star wars live action the biggest um presence in terms of guests it was uh animation voice actors like the voice actor presence was like incredible like i could not believe it um Mm -hmm. Like it was just yeah, it was phenomenal, phenomenal. Okay, uh, you had something for you? And I was gonna say like you know like Christian talked about his cosplay and it was a hot like everyone was loving it like everyone was like trying to take pictures with Christian's cosplay and I think what really blew it was when like Christian like pulled out the wallet you know (laughs) like. Your your pictures of your daughter, and I think that's when everyone was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> he's got the pictures," you know. And 
you know, so your cosplay was like a hot, really like hot, you know. It, it does seem to be a fan favorite. Like yeah. people, uh, it's the it's really the wall that I think makes it because that's what he does in the anime. He pulls out the pictures and forces the other characters to you know to look at, at pictures of cute pictures of his daughter. So, um, yeah, people people got really really into that. Whenever I do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome costume, Christian. Now you had that one costume. I had two. Perfurio had us both beat. You had three costumes. <laughs> Why don't you tell us uh, what you did? Yeah. So the first day I did Spider-Man. You know, like I said, I got the press pass. And I just wanted to have fun of it. I honestly was not going to cosplay the first day. Um, just cause, you know, it was only going to be half a day. And like I said, it's cold in San Francisco. So, but I decided to have fun and I was like, you know what? This is the multiverse. Let me cosplay as a Peter Parker, as a journalist. So I just pulled like, <laughs> it was, I, I, I don't remember where you were. Oh no, Henry. Yeah. You were greeting guests on the first floor. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, me and Christian, we went to the second floor, and I was like asking Christian, Christian, can you take pictures of me like doing my in my Spider-Man outfit in my KOW work shirt? And it was just super funny because like we did it right there by the elevators where we took pictures, and I wore my Spider-Man suit underneath my clothes. So legit, like like true Spider Man fashion. I was right there next to the elevators, um, and then as I was getting rid of my costume, I was I just like stripped off all my clothes. Like I didn't go to the restroom or anything. I just stripped off all my clothes right there, and I just was like uh, leaning against some kind of like railing and asking Christian to take pictures, <laughs> and. I don't know how the hell, like, Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, or even Tobey Maguire, I don't know how they could, like, kneel and squat for so many hours. <laughs> but, like, me just trying to squat up against that railing, I had, like, the hardest time. I was like, Christian, I'm like, this is what I'm going to do. It's to try to take this picture and quick, because I don't know how long I could hold this pose. <laughs> and Christian did a really good job at like capturing like my squat post with my um recorder. Like I shared it on my like workspace um on Slack and like so many of my coworkers thought that like it was taken from like high above. You know, like oh, nice. in actual, like I was actually like hanging on from like a high railing, and I was like, no, that was probably like a foot off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh-huh. Hey, you, you climbed up it with your spider powers yeah. on the side of the building. Uh-huh. So that was my first day. The second day, because it was the you know the hobbits were all there for the panel, so I did Frodo, and um. And that one, that one was more fun. It was definitely more easier. And we went to, all three of us went to the Yoba Winter Gardens across the street, 
just because they had like a park, like natural s- scenic, like um, environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I took we we took pictures of like you know of like just me sitting around the trees and to make it look the sh- like the Shire. But, oh, my gosh, Christian took an amazing photo of me just, like, kind of, like, standing in front of the waterfall, just kind of, like, looking out into, like, the sunset. And it just looks epic as fuck. Like, <laughs> it's as, as if I'm going as part of this, like, I'm actually part of the fellowship going on this, like, long journey towards Mordor to give it of the the ring like it yes. it's an epic as fuck looking photo so thanks christian <laughs> you're welcome and yeah your bequated gardens yes. yeah having such great photo locations mm-hmm. they did yeah and then the third day um you know i did harley quinn so many times i did like harley quinn like three times this past year for halloween but i've never done poison ivy and so I decided, like, change it up, do Poison Ivy. And it just so happens that the 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 cover artist for DC's current Poison Ivy series, who we interviewed before for, for KOW, she was there. And so I met up with her. I showed her my Poison Ivy outfit, which was legit just like a green sequin tank top with like a um green jacket and like leaves taped on to the sleeves a little bit of makeup and like red nails that I had tried so hard to glue on even Henry helped me glue them on before the event and they took forever and they were just falling apart during the con but um, I went to go, yeah, like, she was, like, the first day I wanted to, like, go meet. Because, yeah, my costume was just falling apart. I'll do better next time with Poison Ivy. But um, I got to take a picture of her. She loved it. And it was super awesome. So I think that was a good, like, compliment from the cover artists of Poison Ivy. Oh, for sure. Nice. That's great. Love to hear it. Yeah. Um, yeah, we went in hard with the cosplaying for this convention. Um, uh, I guess I should note uh I weren't I went particularly big on the cosplay because um I was doing a lot for the cosplay group I'm in, the West Coast Avengers. So a little shout out to the West Coast Avengers, great cosplay organization. Um, so I did kind of a little bit of everything for the group. Um, Perfirio mentioned I did a little bit of greeter duty, uh, when the convention opened on Friday, I, um, I manned their table in the community area on the convention floor on Sunday. And I was a panelist on both of the panels that they had at Fan Woo-hoo! Expo. Yeah. I um, was there. I, yeah, I met yeah. a celebrity. I met a celebrity <laughs> on the panel. There you go. 
uh yeah saturday and sunday we had panels and um yeah man uh great experiences um yeah now i can say i've 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 been a panelist at a fan expo how cool is that right um so basically it was both panels uh were just discussions on cosplay and um a lot of what uh, the west coast avengers group does which is a lot of volunteer work um so yeah um you know yet another cool like unique experience that i had and um i feel like we had just a lot of cool unique experiences all weekend long yeah safe to say yeah mm-hmm. i i really want to like quickly shout out like you know, just because, yeah, like, West Coast Avengers, I feel like it's, like, really well-known within, like, the cosplay community, you know? Mm-hmm. But I feel like if we go to cons, like, whether it be in Fan Expo, WonderCon, San Diego Comic-Con, like, I feel like you kind of see, like, the same, like, groups of folks, you know? Yeah. Like, it's, it's just these, like, spaces are their own kind of communities, you know? Mm-hmm. And there were definitely folks that I had seen from previous cons and, like, folks that I have seen, like, their online presence. Like, I really want to just give, like, a quick shout-out to, like, you know, Alyssa Wong, who we've interviewed for about Disney Bounty, who was tabled right next to you for the Asian Art Museum. Mm-hmm. Um Jessica Wong, the cover artist that I mentioned earlier for Poison Ivy, and this like, and and then like this like amazing Disney cosplayer. His name is Logan. He I, I love his fashion and everything. So to see him in real life was also like I had a fangirl moment. But um, yeah, like yeah, I think we had talked about this, but like cons, they're just like. We we come within like our own community where everybody knows each other, and like everybody is chill with each other and super nice. And I really kind of just like loved that kind of like warm feeling, you know that that we were able to experience, you know. Well said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely second that. You know, the three of us, we've been going to cons together a lot. And it seems like each time we kind of go a little bit further down the rabbit hole and um, <laughs> things get a little bit more familiar and the people we see and we talk to become a little bit more part of us you know it's just like uh it's like um you know deepening the connection of this great community right and i i just love what you had to say there prefer you i i definitely like felt the same way i felt like okay this is we're really that sense of belonging is is really kicking in now yeah it's it's a it's a beautiful thing definitely mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah Okay, so we kind of glossed over. I feel like we should talk more about the Mark Hamill panel 
because it was <laughs> fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, so again, it was the first night of the con. It had a pretty late start time to begin with. It was like an 8 p.m. panel. Add to it that it started late. Uh, and the, I guess the reason was Mark Hamill was like literally doing photos and signing autographs like beyond like his scheduled time. He was like putting in the work, right? Being there for his fans. Um, so the panel started late because of that. I want to say maybe like 830 or so. And then in addition to that, he like talked on and on and on and went way past like his allotted time. Yeah, like I think he was supposed to do a panel for an hour and it ended up being closer to an hour and a half. So I mean, imagine the scene. There's just this packed room with Star Wars diehards and other fandoms um and just late into the night just just listening to this man speak and um it was like one of the best discussion panels i've ever been to it was it was so great and it really was just mark hamill telling stories yeah there was no moderator it was just him and uh he was just like bringing us into his world and just telling us all kinds of amazing stories mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i think like my favorite story that he talked about was about uh it was, well it was about star wars it's about his audition for luke skywalker and it was mm-hmm. cool to see the the inside of that especially for you know something that beloved but also like what a glimpse of what he kind of thought it was going into it and how no one really knew kind of what it was or what it would become. And so he's at his audition. He's for Luke Skywalker and he's in the cockpit of the millennium Falcon for the scene. Han Solo is there and he gets like a little snippet of the script to say for his audition and he has no idea who Luke Skywalker is or who he's supposed to be. He wasn't sure if this was going to be a parody. He mentioned, oh, this is a parody, like a Mel Brooks movie or like a, of something like Flash Gordon. Or if this was going to be a serious thing. And he said that George Lucas, it was super quiet in the director's chair. He kind of just mumbled. Oh, cut. <laughs> and he wasn't, George Lucas didn't really give a lot of direction to how uh, who he wanted Luke Skywalker be to be and like kind of what he was going for. So he's like waiting there and he he go he Harrison Ford's up there uh doing Han Solo. So he leans over to Harrison Ford and he's like, "So what kind of movie is this? Like am I am I is this supposed to be serious or is this like a comedy thing? I I really have no idea." And Harrison Ford's like, I don't know, kid, just do what you want. In that very <laughs> kind of like nonchalant Harrison Ford way, Mark Cable did a really funny impression of him. And so he's like, I, I don't know. So he kind of went serious. He thought, when in doubt, just go for the serious angle. And he initially thought that uh, Harrison Ford was going to be the lead. It was going to be a movie about Han Solo and his plucky sidekick. 
Luke Skywalker. So he said uh, he was like shocked when he started really going through the script and seeing that he was the main character. So it's it's funny to see, like it sounds funny now, but you know at the time, like they, it was something complete. Star Wars was something completely different, you know, as just this idea without it being this massive franchise. What what it kind of looked like getting to that point. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I definitely thought of that story as being the main highlight of an amazing panel, right? Um, like Mark Hamill is a great storyteller. Like the whole panel, he was telling great stories, and he he just has a way of like painting a picture. And add to that the weight of this story, right? We're talking about history in the making right his audition for star wars uh, that alone is like uh, is is something like okay very interesting right so add to it that he's telling it in a great way he's he's doing great storytelling but on top of all of that he is hilarious he is like a gifted comedian he he you, you mentioned the harrison ford impersonation he does a great george lucas impersonation and he's just he the audience was just like howling and laughter the whole time and like how amazing is it that it went down like this you know like he's trying to figure out like who this character is and the director is right there and he lucas is giving him nothing right he's getting no help at all harrison ford his co-star in the scene is giving him nothing and and he's basically having to to wing it. He's like, he, he was describing it like, okay, do I play this as parody? Like you're saying, Christian, like, is this kind of a joke? Is it campy? Uh, do I play it big? Like, like, kind of like a, like, like a Shakespeare kind of thing, play it big. But then he just, I mean, maybe it was like divine intervention, but he, he was like, okay, I'm just going to play it like sincere. And that's, exactly what it needed to be right that's what got got him the role um so it, it's just a, a phenomenal story and i'm telling you the whole panel was full of great stories like that and it wasn't just star wars you know he talks about uh his time as a voice actor playing the joker and just like all kinds of great stuff and it, it was just such a great panel yeah and uh, well, for me, one of his the, the stories that I enjoyed from the panel, I feel like it was early on, was his Joker audition. You yeah. know how he just said like <laughs> how he did not think he was gonna get it. You know, and it was like, oh, what chances do I have? You know, playing the Joker. You know, this legendary Batman villain, and so he didn't like. Gave like he didn't know what like what he like little prep to do for the role, and then he just gave like this like random kind of voice, and then that was and then that didn't be like the the take to be like they gave him the role, and he was like what like yeah. wait what <laughs> like oh god like 
that that man, Mark Campbell, he he just like Henry, like you said, he just knows how to tell a story. Yeah, and just being a a voice actor, he is just so good at saying it in so many voices. So it's not like all monotone, you know, yeah. and you don't get turned off by like um his conversations, you know. Yeah. And um yeah, it was it, it, it was it was just super fun hearing yeah. all, everything he said he had to say. Yeah. Oh, what comes to mind for me also is he had some pretty cool perspectives on fandom. Yeah. So like um he he had some great stories about people he met that he was huge was a huge fan of right he he mentioned meeting groucho marx and george harrison yeah and um so it it kind of it was fascinating because people look at him the way he looked at them right so like it, it it's hard to imagine like uh, an icon like Mark Hamill really like fanboying out over anything, right? But he definitely had those moments with these two particular people and and he had these great stories about when he got to meet them and you just really got a sense that oh this guy he he's kind of like us, you know, in in that way, right? Um mm -hmm. so yeah, it, it just it, it was kind of cool because it brought this sort of universality uh, to, to fandom, right? You know, uh, it doesn't matter who you are, um, you can you can be a fan of something in a pretty extreme way. Even this guy, right? So um, pretty fascinating, and there's just a lot of layers to to the discussion. Okay, so. We're running a little long here. Maybe we should start getting to wrapping up. Um, but yeah, any final thoughts about Fan Expo? Anyone have any negatives of Fan Expo? <laughs> hmm. Well, we talked about the line. I will mm -hmm. say some of the times the scheduling was a little strange. Um, like, I think for a lot of the... It was pretty well organized. It was easy to see for the big stars, you know, Mark Hamill, Ewan McGregor. You mm -hmm. were able to get like specific times that they were there or not there that you can get something signed. But it was hard to really see anytime you can get a signature from like a voice actor. Oh, um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, or. Like if they'd be there for two days or one day, it would just kind of say Saturday and that's it. And then yeah. you saw, I did see, you know, like for David Hayter, I didn't get a real time. I just kind of heard from around and I did, I, I we're almost late. Cause I was like, I don't know if I can, if I can get this signed or yeah. if I get out of line now, can I come back later? I don't know. And so there, there was some disorganization with that i kind of wish it was a little clearer on when certain uh voice actors were going to be at their at their booth or not 
of course that's probably there were a lot of people there and it might not it might be hard to plan but i think more general even if it was just general timings would have been helpful yeah mm -hmm. so i would say that's definitely a complaint right there yeah for me it really just was the one thing i already mentioned the big cluster at the beginning of the convention on friday um otherwise i think uh things went well had a lot of fun and um a great con experience now um leading up to what i think you might mention as a negative preferio the timing of this convention is a little odd <laughs> uh black friday right after thanksgiving mm -hmm. uh i think we had some discussions about this that weekend but the con the consensus for me and christian was that it's it's a pretty excellent time frame because for locals like us we're usually not doing a whole lot that weekend you know Thursday is Thanksgiving and, you know, family get togethers and whatnot. But Friday, Saturday, Sunday, not so much. It's kind of perfect. But uh, you, Perfirio, were coming in from out of town. And I can certainly see where um, there could be some drawbacks there. So what are your thoughts about uh, this convention being on Black Friday weekend? Yeah, I just don't like it. Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, like, okay, like, not gonna lie, um, you know, just me going out, you know, it happens right after Thanksgiving. Like, I remember, like, prior going to this event, like, my parents were like, oh, like, you don't want to spend time with the family that weekend or that, because, you know, I would have to leave like where where I'm from to go to the event like the day of Friday like Black Friday in the morning you know because if I tried leaving the day anytime beforehand it was like I was leaving prior to Thanksgiving so there was like this like conflict of like oh I don't want to spend time with family when it's like the messages are getting like mixed up you know and so that's like one aspect that like this like message gets confused that it's not that I don't want to spend time with the family. I just kind of want to avoid the Thanksgiving traffic, you know, that comes from all the traveling that folks are doing from all around, you know. Um, so, yeah, that, that was definitely a negative for me, you know. Um. And then again, like we we had said, like just just the weather. It's 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 that time of year in San Francisco where it's fucking cold. It's like you could, you could see your breath when you breathe, and yeah. so you have to be very like um, well prepared with what kind of cosplays you want to wear. Mm -hmm. You know, like and like. You have to wear something comfortable, or you have to bring extra clothes. So you have to just like carry carry around with you throughout the day, you know. Mm 
Yeah. Um, so I guess those were, I guess, like my biggest complaints. Yeah. Yeah, I do understand things being a little odd for out of towners. Like the time frame is just a little wacky. The the weather thing though, I thought about this a little bit. Like it did feel a little strange to be at a convention during cold weather. Yeah, I just don't associate that so much, right? Um, you know, WonderCon is Anaheim in the spring. San Diego Comic-Con is San Diego in July. Like it, it's like warm weather vibes, right? Um, California sunshine. Um, yes, but this, exactly. Th- yeah, right? Uh, but this was not that. So yeah, sure. At first it felt like, that's it feels different. Um, but then like, I think it's just different. I don't think it's really worse. Um, in fact, like uh, for for cosplaying, it's kind of a plus, I think, because like just comparing, like I wore uh, the same Winter Soldier suit uh, to San Diego Comic-Con. And I remember when I took it off, I was just like sweat, sweating like crazy, right? I was just like tearing it off. I'm like, it's like I had a workout, right? But then for Fan Expo more recently, like I didn't really sweat. It was so cold, right? So uh, comparatively, I was I was more comfortable. Um, so, I mean, I think you were kind of alluding to it, but you kind of have to adjust. And it, it's just different. I think it's different. The, the, the weather uh, brings about kind of a different vibe and for cosplaying you have to adjust a bit maybe you have to pack a jacket or a scarf etc um but yeah for that i i think it's just a little different it's not necessarily worse Mm -hmm. very san francisco talk about socal and how it's all nice and sunny and then san francisco cold yeah yep yeah once that sun goes down oh yeah Oh yeah, it's chilly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but you know, along those lines, talking about the Bay Area, um, yeah, my like final, final-ish thought on this is the big Comic Con experience is back in the Bay Area, and uh, it is sorely needed. Uh, we've had conversations about this. It's been up and down. You know, WonderCon used to be in San Francisco. They left. It left a void for years. And then Silicon Valley Comic Con came around. We all went. And that was the big thing for a while. It absolutely was the big Comic Con experience in the Bay Area. But then that dwindled. And, uh, eventually fizzled out and again avoid but now we're back and uh hallelujah to that like this is a legit big convention um you know with big conventions the uh there are pros as well as cons um you know we talked about Mm -hmm. the crowding a little bit but um if you're looking for that big convention experience the bay area has it once again you don't have to 
leave the area. You don't have to go to New York City. You don't have to go to San Diego to get that. What you are looking for. Yeah. Uh, so um, that's uh, it's exciting, you know, and I, I hope I hope this goes strong for years to come because I will be uh -huh. there. I, I just want to throw I want to throw out one more question since we're talking about like the future of yeah. Fan Expo. Mm -hmm. You know, they already, it's no surprise, they already announced they're coming back next year, Thanksgiving weekend <laughs> again. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, um, damn it. What do you guys um, want? What do you guys expect for next year? Good, like anything they can approve on? Anything you're excited about? Like, like, mm -hmm. Anything you guys want to point out about next year? Um, let's see. As far as like things I'd want for next year, uh, I guess the big thing is I hope that guest list next year is as good mm -hmm. or better than this one because this one's a bit bit hard to top. But yeah, I yeah. think it brought a lot of people out like if those were like some real big highlights it was great to see so i'd love to see uh something like that again amen okay. definitely henry yeah i was just thinking like my one complaint was the big crowds on friday you could look at that in a positive way right that tells me they sold a lot of damn badges, right? So um, that's great. You know, they're going to be back. And the fact that they made a lot of money, clearly they made a lot of money because they sold badges. Uh, those uh, silver and gold tier tickets for the panels. I saw a lot of people doing that. The Maid Cafe, we, we paid extra for that. A lot of people went to that. Um, mm -hmm. I, I saw a lot of money flying around those those mark hamill autographs and photo ops like they're, they're those sold like crazy right so oh, yeah. they made a lot of money on this and um that's a good thing right because they will be back and they know if they bring the big guns guest wise uh that they will make a lot of money again so expectations hell yeah are big right you know like if they can bring mark hamill to fan expo this year man who the hell is gonna be here next year right it just it just creates um this buzz this expectation uh yeah very exciting that the possibilities are, are limitless yeah um mm -hmm. personally uh you know me i'm a huge marvel fan that's my number one fandom and um we talked about how the guest list here cut across a lot of different fandoms interestingly not a whole lot of marvel related guests um notably no, no one cares over marvel anymore uh, ouch <laughs> wow we're, we're going there already damn the biggest uh, guest is uh you know the dc guy the joker yeah um but yeah, I guess notably Sean Gunn was a guest. Uh, but even there is unfortunate. He was there for photos and autographs, but I guess his 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 voice went out, so he had to cancel his panel. Uh, so yeah. yeah, 
there wasn't a big Marvel presence. <laughs> I mean, I guess the Marvel presence was my cosplay group, the West Coast Avengers, right? We were the main Marvel presence uh, in a way. Um, but I would love to see like some MCU actors show up next year. That would be freaking awesome. Uh, so the, that, that's was, my answer. Wasn't the voice of Miles from the video games there? Oh, yeah. yeah. And Venom. Yeah, there you and go. Venom. Yeah. There you go. There, there we go, go, Henry. There, yeah, there's little, your Marvel. A little something. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not saying there's nothing. I'm just saying... <laughs> It was, you know, a little minimal. I mean, you, you look at the, the the caliber of Star Wars guests. It's like, wow. How about a, a lot little... of Star yeah, Wars? I know. They went hard on Star Wars yeah, this year. Totally. They did. Yeah. So, how about you know balancing that out? Give me, give me some Marvel love too. That's, that's <laughs> all I'm asking. Yeah. How about, how about you, Professor Chris you? Evans? <laughs> what what yeah. do I ex- what do I expect next year? Hmm. Mm. I mean, this is just my biggest complaint, I guess, like, across, like, um, Marvel or Comic-Cons in general. It's just the food, better food options, and not to be expensive, you know? Yeah. Food trucks, like how WonderCon has. <laughs> um, but, nah. Yeah, I mean, in terms of Fan Expo, um, I don't know. It's hard to say because everything I feel like was pretty smooth. You know, everything Mm -hmm. that I feel like is I complain is just kind of like out of their control. Um, But I don't know. I had a good time and I'm looking forward to next year. Yeah. Same, same. More of the same. Yeah, bring yeah. Our business Let's more go. the same next year. Maybe a more little better organized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we'll be very mm-hmm. happy. Yeah. And just a quick follow-up about the food. It should be noted that okay, the convention center food uh was like crazy expensive and you know nothing to write home about. Five dollars uh, for banana. I mean, it's just like craziness, right? Um, that all said, uh, uh, the Fan Expo is held at uh, the Moscone Center, which is across the street from uh, the Metreon and Yerba Buena. And there are a lot of restaurants there, right? So um, we had several meals over there. And... Um, yeah, it's not a situation where you're stuck with uh, the convention center food. Yeah, it would be nice if the convention center food was less expensive slash better. And it would be nice if they had something cool like what you mentioned they have at WonderCon where they have food trucks like right in front of the convention center. Um, but the fact that you just need to cross the street and you have a lot of uh good restaurant options um that was pretty cool yeah location wise it's it's fantastic yeah mm-hmm. or just bring your food they weren't checking bags oh yeah they weren't checking much of anything <laughs> uh, maybe no. we should talk about this a little bit because um a- along the lines of what we're talking about where there's like some crowding going on that they weren't really ready for. 
um, yeah, I think just the resource wise, they were a little lacking, like they didn't have enough staff or something um, because there was very little like regulation on mm-hmm. much of anything. <laughs> yeah. Right, they weren't checking right. for outside food. They, 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 I don't think they were doing cosplay checks. Yeah. We saw a table that said cosplay checks, but there was no one there and there was no line mm-hmm. there. And I, I had all these weapons. I'm talking about all these guns and stuff. I, I didn't check any of that stuff. Um, so, you know, I on one hand, it was kind of nice just having free reign. But I guess a little scary because, like, people could have been, like, bringing in real weapons Dangerous. and stuff. Yeah, no. so <laughs> a little scary in that respect, I suppose. Um, so I, maybe that's uh, another takeaway, like for next year, hopefully they're a little better prepared for, for the, the crowds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I think for the most part, we're in agreement that, uh, it went well and, uh, we had a great time. Can't wait for the next one. Indeed. Mm -hmm. Indeed. And with that, we can wrap up the episode This is Farewell from Henry, Porfirio, and Christian.